You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and our friends over at the Glebe Central Pub. Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub in the heart of Glebe. Great people, great food, and tasty drinks. Check them out at 779 Bank Street. Tell them the Locked On Senators sent you. I'm Brandon Pillar, joined by the Leams Martian as the Ottawa Senators get the last laugh in the three-game series up against the Washington Capitals with a 4-3 overtime win in Washington, D.C. Martian, I know this was a good night for you uh, in the gambling books, and it was a great night for all Sens fans as the Senators dominated this game, and really, they were the team that deserved to win in the end. Oh, big time, Pilsy. They were they were definitely the team that was carrying the play for the majority of the game on this one. And good for them for sticking with it because I really I didn't know if they were going to be able to, to hang in there and, and really pull it off by the end of the game there to, to, to get that equalizer in the third period. But it was great to see them be able to do it, Pilsy. This is the kind of game that they were losing early in the year. And it just seems to be going their way here all of a sudden. And, and the last three games, you know, they're picking up points like like nuts here. So it's nice to see them climb up in the standings a little bit with it. Absolutely. And it's also nice to see a nice little donation from Eric there. Meow. Definitely is in order as Alex Debrinkit not only gets the game winner, but the game tying goal. Love to see it. Thank you, Eric. Now, as we always do, Martian, let's go through the scoring summary of this game because the Ottawa Senators were dominating early on here, and I was getting a little nervous that uh, the Washington Capitals were going to sense the Sens as the Sens outshoot the Capitals 16-4 to in the first period, but it's a scoreless uh, frame. How do you think of the Sens start to this game? Well, they were they were generating shots like crazy, right? And, and uh, yeah, it was it was crazy the amount of shots that they were getting early on. I think that like they started the game with ten unanswered shots too, right? Yeah. So uh, they were they were buzzing like offensively at the start of the game, but yeah, it did feel like it was like one of those sensing type things yeah. where all Washington needed. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter too, Sens fans who are used to seeing the Sens, you know carry play and do really well and then they were just like we know how this is gonna go and sure enough right Alex Ovechkin opens the scoring with that breakaway goal um pretty pretty funny though like I, I think everybody kind of kind of had a sense like oh my goodness they're, they're they're playing too well and not getting enough uh goals here not getting any goals at that point yeah and Ovi was the, the one guy we were super worried about coming into this and yeah when you get Ovi on a breakaway I mean not much Cam Talbot can do. They're the second greatest goal scorer statistically in the history of this game. So that's 8.03 for Alexander Ovechkin. And at that point, Martian, I was just like, okay, you know what? The Sens, they, they had a good first period. They come out a little flat. Ovi gets a breakaway goal. Let's all settle down. The Sens are going to come back here. And then Connor Sheary, he kind of gets by uh, JBD there. And thanks to Stephen G., for the $5 donation. We appreciate that. Um, but he gets around JBD and then he slides it over to Strom and Strom just buries it. And now you're looking at a 2 nothing Washington lead. That's where I got a little nervous because then it's like, okay, the Caps are the type of team. They're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. A 2 nothing lead, they can bear down and just hold on to that. Oh, How are yeah. you feeling after that second goal? Uh, extremely nervous and upset that I was I was stuck watching the game at that point. Yeah. That's how I, I was feeling. I was like, oh, okay, like this is just going to be one of those nights we're going to have to throw it away because the Sens are, are getting all the shots and they're not getting any of the goals. And, and every time, you know, Washington gets a good chance, they're scoring. But 
Um, no, it was good. I mean, that was a kind of a nice play there by Shiri. <clears throat> it wasn't JB's fault by any mean, I, means, I don't think, when he kind of made that step up. And I, I don't know if he maybe lost an edge or a little bit, but he kind of got turn-styled around yeah. a bit. And then uh, and then that that finish by Strom was really good, and he's got a great shot. So I uh, can't really blame Talbot on that one either. Um, it's really the, actually the next one, I think, where I have my qualms with Cam Talbot. Yeah, and that's the Cam Talbot story, right? Like, he's yeah. pretty good, and then one of those goals you don't love. And, uh, again, what we do love, Alec Dez with the nice donation here, $2.79. Oh, generous tonight. Thank you. Yeah, definitely some uh, charitable bunch during the holiday season here. And, uh, gee, fed the cats some tasty treats tonight. That's for damn sure. And uh, the cat deserve those treats as we'll get to those goals in just a moment here. So it's 2 nothing for the Washington Capitals. And then... Sanderson, the cat. We thought this was the cat's goal, Martian, as uh, you had some bets on that. So you were hoping that yeah. was the case. Ended up working out for you. But Sanderson shot from the point, gets through traffic, and kind of that's similar to his first goal, right? It was a similar point shot that just kind of sure. plinkoed its way in. But yep. I don't care how it goes in. And you guys know, I always say it. I love defensemen that are willing to feather those wrist shots through because a lot of times they can be tipped, deflected, a screen in front. Goalie can't see it. I love it. So that's Jake Sanderson's second career NHL goal. And it's 2-1 uh, closing the deficit here. Yeah, never a bad idea when there's that much traffic, right? Pilsy yeah. to get that shot through. And, and he, he just kind of dumped one in there and, and hoped for the best, I think. And even when it's not your own player who ends up being the one who puts it in, like we thought. Uh, I did think to bring it kind of got a little piece of that. It looked but like it, after, right? after seeing the – I think after seeing the replay, it was pretty clearly uh, – uh, who was the defenseman who shin pad it went off of or skate? Anyways, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, it looked like it looked like it was going to be Debrinket's goal. But good to see Jake Sanderson get rewarded there with his second career goal, and uh, and that was a nice, nice, nice little smart play from Jake. So um, hopefully he can keep that going. He's he's been so good. He's been exactly so good. yeah, especially with all these other defensemen going down. Maybe every night you're not marveling at uh, Sanderson's play, but he's doing so well in the role that he's been with the decor around him. You really got to nod uh, your cap to him because for a rookie to be doing that already, it's pretty damn impressive. And speaking, uh, well, no, the Timmy goal is a little later. It's not impressive unless you're a Washington Capitals fan, but they uh, go up 3-1. And this play I didn't really love from uh, Shabbat Martian. He's... He's kind of directing traffic. He's pointing a stick where he wants other people to go. And as he's doing that, because Netsov decides to get a quick step on him and steps around him, and Shabbat doesn't have a stick on the ice because he's kind of using it as a, as a pointer there. And because Netsov gets around him and just fires it past Talbot in the slot. That's the one you had qualms with uh, for Talbot. Eh? You thought he should have had that? Yeah, I think I think that I mean that's a pretty squared up shot. He was like ready for that one. He just kind of got yeah. beat clean, right? And and I mean five hole again too, right? So, um, yeah, you think Shabbat? Yeah, maybe you thought Shabbat was was more to blame on that one. I don't know. Well, I, I think, I, I think, I think both of them. Like you mentioned, like sure, Kuznetsov is a decent goal scorer, but there's no traffic in front. He can see that coming. You'd like for him to get that save. Uh, Steve G, another donation. We love it, buddy. And he says, hey, how about five on five goals tonight? That's new with only one penalty called per side. That's a really good point. I was thinking, uh, Martian, like for this game to open up in the first period, we need some special teams for either of these sides here. Um, but yeah, I just, I didn't love, like, I don't have a problem with Shabbat communicating and trying to um, direct traffic and let guys know where to go to set the play up. But when guys are taking advantage of you doing that because you're not defensively ready here, 
I didn't, I didn't love that. I'd, I'd rather like maybe yell and uh, get yeah. your point across without kind of removing yourself from the play, even if it's for like, That's it the was old... like ha- half a second worth, but because Netsov reads it and capitalizes on it. Yeah, that's the old Chris Phillips special, eh? The old point point to the open guy and the two on ones and stuff like that. That's pretty funny. Which yeah, normally I don't mind doing, but he gets burned on it there, uh, in my opinion. And okay, we uh, we got the donations flowing through here. Another Ali Des one uh, saying, "I'm one zero and zero with my new number eighteen jersey, undefeated." Hey. You'll love to see that, and that leads perfectly. And we also got to thank Eric from the wife, Eric's wife. <laughs> loving it. <laughs> Thank you, loving Eric. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that leads perfectly into uh, the next goal, number 18 jersey, because it's Tim Stutzla here. And like I, I tend to do, Martian, I want to highlight the play and the pass here from Claude Giroux. Like he yeah. speaking of making good reads here, Kuznetsov with on his goal, but Claude Giroux breaks up that breakout pass from Trevor Van Riemsdyk. And not only breaks it up, but he dives to get it. Like, that's a that's a older, the better L- team. It was the old L1-R1 move in the uh, HL23 there for Claude. He took completely spread out for that stop, eh? Yeah. And right before that too, Pilsy, the, uh, when he was skating by Kemper in the crease, and he, and he kind of gave him a little bit of a poke in the right, in the right skate and he, or right pad and he fell over and everybody was calling for a penalty too. This is a yeah. classic rat Claude Giroux uh, oh, yeah. shift there. That was awesome. When you play in Philly that long, you learn a couple tricks. Uh, that's, oh, yeah. that's for damn sure. But it's uh, yeah. Like you were saying in Chell, it's like Claude Giroux could see the like blue highlight mark of where that pass is going. And yeah, gets yeah. the L one R one and gets there. Thank you, Justin Bennett. A nice little donation as well. We appreciate that. Uh, this is awesome, guys. We really love uh, any donation you can make is greatly, greatly appreciated. But yeah, Drew makes that dive. And then not only does he do that, but he's able to find Timmy over there and feeds him. And then just like we said, Alex Ovet's going to break away. What are you going to do? Timmy all alone. He goes backhand Deacon upstairs. And it's 3-2 at the, for the Sens at this point. I mean... That was just absolutely incredible by both Claude Giroux and Tim Stutzla. Yeah, what a filthy finish that was, Pilsy. That that little hesitation he makes, like he looks like he's going to make a first move, but he just waits, 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 and he just makes the quick move to the backhand, and, he, and he's got it. So yeah. that was a hell of a finish from Timmy. He's so skilled, right? Like those kind of moves aren't, aren't you know, if, if that's uh, <laughs> if that's like Connor Brown or someone on that breakaway, right? You're not going to oh, ever see anything like that. Um, but I mean, Timmy, Timmy's got the skill. He's going to pull that stuff off. And, and Kemper must have been uh, peeing his pants a little bit when he saw Timmy coming down like that. I know, yeah, because you, you know he's going to pull off something. And uh, he didn't do the Shabbat Selly again. Uh, if you guys didn't check that out, check out the Sens. Posted a great video on Tim Stutzler's Selly in the last game imitating Thomas Shabbat's World Junior celebration. But that goal makes it 3-2. And now things are getting interesting as we head into the third period here. And... This one was a great one, a two-on-one where finally Alex Dabrinkit is the guy that finishes this play off. I mean, Martian, you were probably screaming because you had uh, Alex Dabrinkit. <laughs> I needed a shot on goal. <laughs> uh, so to take take us through that play from uh, your perspective. Yeah, they had they had that two-on-one there, Batherson and and Dabrinkit, and uh, you know Dabrinkit made that first pass to Batherson. I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to be Batherson getting the shot here. But sure enough, he was able to slide it back over. A really good pass because by then the the back checker had actually kind of recovered a little bit, so it was the yeah. pass ended up going kind of between two guys there. 
And then Alex Dabrinka just doing exactly what we pay him to do. He just fires that puck and straight into the back of the net. <laughs> and you got you to gotta know, Pelzi, I was celebrating that goal. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I needed that one. That one felt really good. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. And uh, that ultimately makes it 3-3. And the reason, the reason, the reason, <laughs> and a little slip there, the reason Lilims Martian was feeling so good on that shot and goal by Alex Dabrinkit is because he had a little action at betonline.net for the Alex Dabrinkit uh, shot total. And Martian, you had some sends money line. You had a couple things mixed in here. So that especially helped you out and could have helped you guys out if you headed to the trusted online sportsbook of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's, of course, Bet Online. They got all the best odds, totals, player performance, props, and more. Not just hockey either. Maybe you cashed in on some Thursday night football, some boxing, some golf, some basketball, whatever you like. They got it. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Guys, it's BetOnline.net where the game starts and you can get some good action uh, with Bet Online, but you can also enjoy the game if it's on the road and you want to watch it among friends. Leap Central Pub, our neighborhood friendly pub. We love those guys over there. They got great food, great drinks. I was just talking about uh, having espresso martinis to keep the night going uh, in our ad read earlier today, Martian. So I don't know. Do you go for the espresso martinis once in a while? I find it's a good nightcap uh, boost. I love it. It's a great. It's a. It's a great move. Yeah. It's. It's not something that sounds super delicious when you say it, but then when you have it, it's. It's. You'll like it. It's a tasty treat. Yeah, I'm with you, and uh, you can get that at our friends over at Gleep Central Pub. So check them out. They are at seven seventy nine Bank Street, and, and let them know that the Locked On Centers podcast sent you. And if anyone in the chat is at Gleep Central Pub right now, let us know. We've had a couple people uh in the postcast say i hey i'm at the bar right now and it's a good time so check it out leap central pub all right that makes it three three and we're heading into overtime here i'm feeling pretty good about the ottawa senators at this point and the overtime goes pretty much how you want to start it off claude Giroux takes the draw and we've seen this time and time again he wins the draw and goes off for i believe it was brady that came on for him right away and they end up getting a decent chance. Uh, Timmy has a chance there. And then Gustafson, he gets a chance later on. There's trading chances. Shiri almost had one that oh, I think man, might have hit the one. post there. That was close. Yeah, that one was really close. I thought I thought that was going to be game over right there. Lucky and you missed that. You know when big chances like that miss, the other team's going to get an opportunity mm-hmm. the other way in three-on-three overtime. And that's pretty much, it didn't directly lead to that. But eventually what happened is Kuznetsov ends up trying to enter the zone. And again, a great heads-up play by Claude Giroux. He br- breaks it up right at the blue line and he heads up ice. It's a two-on-one for him and Alex Dabrinkit. And Dabrinkit already had one goal on the two-on-one and Everyone knows Giroux is passing that puck. But, oh, yeah. But Drew's what he does so so well, Martian, is he's patient. He's patient. He does a little head fake so that Kemper can't exactly cheat because he might get the shot there and slides it over to Brinkett. That's another easy goal. To Brinkett's second of the game and the game winner. 4-3, your Ottawa Senators in overtime. And uh, these two teams played three times this year, and the Ottawa Senators won two of three of those games Absolutely incredible for a team that has uh, so many injury struggles right now. Not that the, not that the Washington Capitals don't either, but this yeah. Sens team is really banding together. 
Yeah, for sure. And I just want to quickly touch on one thing on that last goal that you kind of mentioned a little bit was the patience by Giroux. But um, because Dabrinka is a right-handed shot too, right? Like he needed to to, to open up and, and he just waited that perfect True. amount of time for, for Dabrinka to actually like kind of turn his skates a little bit and, and wind up for that one. So that was great. <clears throat> really smart play. Yeah, so Dabrinka scoring two goals. The Ottawa Senators winning in overtime. You'll love to see that, Martian, as we do on the postcast. Let's get to our Sense Central standouts. There's there's a, a lot of good candidates here, uh, but I will pass it off to you. Who is your Sense Central standout presented by the Glebe Central Pub? I got to hold hold true to my word here. I said I'll always use this guy as my Sense Central standout, Sense Central standout, as long as he's scoring goals. And he was scoring goals tonight, baby. Alex Dabrinkit is my my Sense Central standout. Easy choice. Tying goal, well, let's, let's go all the way back to the first period. He had the one that we thought was his goal, yep. and he had the tying goal at the, in the middle of the third period there, and then he gets the game winner overtime. Pilsy, this is exactly what we need him to do. He had five shots on goals tonight. He took a penalty, plus three on the night, um, obviously, because he was on for all those goals there. 19 minutes and 31 seconds of, of good uh, good hockey from Alex Dabrinka. He even had two hits. I don't know. Do you remember that one shift, too, where he kind of got a little bit pissy pants because somebody uh, <laughs> slashed his stick, and then he was like, he was pissed off for the rest of the shift. I think that's when he got those two hits because um, he was running around like a little wrecking ball again. Uh, I love when he does that. So uh, Alex Dabrinka, he's really starting to turn it on. I think it's about time we start talking about an extension for him, too, because, I mean, he's he's their best player right now up front for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, Drake Batherson uh, might want a word with you as he's now on a 12-game yeah. point streak. I think he's a bit of a beneficiary right now of Debrinket's play, though, too, I think. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it, it goes both ways for those guys because they, they've helped each other out. And Batherson has had a bunch of points where Debrinket wasn't involved uh, on the power play. So just no matter what way you slice it, for that second line to be clicking the way they have, that has been the number one reason the Sens, as Ali Des points out, are on a 10-4-2 run, in my opinion. I mean, Batherson 12-game uh, point streak, that's a 16-game stretch. And Dabrinkit had, I think, a 10-game point streak or, or a 9-game point streak also. So, like, these guys have just been playing so well. Pinto's been getting assists, which he wasn't really doing at the start of the season. So, you got you to gotta love seeing that from your second line. My yeah. Sen Central standout, uh, Martian, presented by the Glebe Central Pub. And this was going to be my choice, even if uh, Dabrinka was available for me. It's Claude Giroux. I mean, like I mentioned, those two plays. Oh, we got, we got even more donations here. Sense fans in Van uh, says Sandy's a chess player, makes the correct play. Love that. Agreed. And Steve G, again, appreciate it, man. We need to sign Cat, Pinto, JBD, for me, if cleared, Branny and a goalie, lots of money. Yeah, there's a lot of cap space that isn't going to need to go around here. And But, I mean, good problems. The Senators were only a few seasons ago worried about getting to the floor of the salary cap. Yeah. That is no longer an issue, thank God. But back to me talking about Giroux. That play he makes um, to set up that winning goal, like diving like that, not a lot of veterans his age are making that play, right? Like maybe they try to get a stick on it, but the full dive, like, because if you miss that, you're out of the play and that breakout pass has happened. So it's kind of a risky move, but the hockey IQ, he's just so sure of that. And then again, hockey IQ, patience, veteran experience on that overtime goal, waiting for Debrinket to get set up and faking the shot a little bit to sell it. 
incredible. And not only that, Martian, you know I love to talk about face-off stats. Well, it was a good night for Claude Giroux for sure as he goes 60% in the dot, I believe. I've got it right here. It was 9 for 15. So pretty good, especially 4 for 5 in the neutral zone, good for 80%. So Claude Giroux is my Sen Central standout. I thought he had an awesome game. Do you have another one? Do you want to go around uh, one more or how are we feeling? Yeah, I mean, I had a guy who I was considering actually just hear going with because, I mean, we talked so much about Debrinket, I think, in this episode. But um, I wanted to give a quick shout-out to Jake Lucini. I thought nice. – that's, yeah. that's your guy, Pilsy. Yeah. I know you've been – I'm a Lucini guy, yeah. Yeah, you've been tooting that horn for a while. I like it. Um, but him and him and your other guy, Gambrell, are uh, are actually playing pretty well together. <laughs> they're very similar in stature, I find, like the way they're, yep. they skate around out there. And they're both kind of quick players who uh, – and I think, uh, you know, Lucini's got a little bit more of an offensive touch to him. But I thought he had his best game so far of, of the season tonight. He, um, you know, he was creating a lot offensively, I felt like. He had a, that one really dangerous chance where he shot it low and hard. Yeah. Um, and it just missed the net on the outside, uh, on the far side. And – and that was a great uh, chance. I feel like that's the kind of goal he scores. Like, is that how he was scoring goals in Belleville? Like, excuse my ignorance. I don't. I don't watch a ton of Belleville games, but like, you know, that kind of cutting across and then and then shooting it back the other way. He looks like he's done that before. Yeah, he, I mean, he was a big part of Belleville's offense. A confident guy with a great shot. So I think maybe if he's not squeezing the six so tight and uh, mm-hmm. he's got the pressure of playing in the NHL, I think maybe he gets that in Belleville. But yeah. That was one I thought for sure he was uh, at least going to hit the post on because it was a great opportunity. But he had to think quick. It was kind of a bang-bang turnover play, so not able to set up probably like he normally would. Um, uh, If I'm going my second time around here, kind of an obscure one, but I thought Parker Kelly had a great game. Like We've been dogging on him kind of, is he really getting it done anymore? Maybe he needs to be a kind of spot start guy, but... I thought this was his best game in a long time. He had five shots on goal, six hits, one block, and he just played with a lot of pace. There was one PK he had where he was uh, bringing it out of the zone, and he could have just chipped it in and got the change. Nothing wrong with that on the PK. You waste some time, get some fresh legs. That's a fine play. But he banks it off the boards to himself and goes for a partial breakaway and battles and gets the shot off. And Kepper has to freeze that puck, and that ends up killing more time, and it gives the Sens a chance for an offensive zone face-off draw, and you get a change. So I thought that was a smart play to be able to do that, a single-man uh, solo effort there. So Parker Kelly would be the next guy I kind of give some shine to. That's good. Yeah, no, I, I think that, that that bottom six all played pretty well tonight. Um, yeah, and, and Parker Kelly has started to, to play a little bit more like he was when they, they brought him up last year, you know, yeah. like that. The That's shift spark. disturber. The shift disturber. The, you know, <laughs> he's a spark plug out there. That's the way he needs to play all the time. Um, I don't know what, it, why he hasn't been doing that all season, but um, he should be flying around and throwing his weight around a little bit, even though he's not the biggest guy ever. But man, this is great. Like the sends are back to five hundred. Like we're kind of we're kind of back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels good. That's for sure. To be, I mean, the Senators haven't had much time at five hundred. They briefly got to it a couple weeks ago and then weren't able to stay there as Ross and I talked about on today's episode they get a bit of a streak and then back down to the bottom of the Atlantic get a bit of a streak and back down so hopefully they can ride this momentum as uh, I mean sure you'd love for them to get the win in overtime up against the Capitals the first time but getting the one point there was huge battling to get two points up against the Bruins is massive and then an OT win here so 
yeah, the Sens are back. Like the on their way back for sure. Yeah, you, you love to see it. And uh, Rudy is asking, is Ross the boss coming on? <laughs> Don't tempt him. I don't know. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a busy guy that has a lot on his plate. So uh, we'll, we'll see if we, can, if we can get Ross the boss on. There was a, a shout out Ross wanted to, us to give for Dean and Gord, right? Um, Pilsy, you have the number on that. It was a 2300 games they've done now. Yeah, I believe it was their 2,300th game together just for the Ottawa Senators since day one. Those guys are absolute legends. Oh, my God. We were in diapers. We were essentially in diapers. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. That's that's actually so nuts. What's it going to look like when we do our 2,300th postcast? (laughs) Yeah, it's insane. Like, Ross and I just did episode 702 today. I mean – Mind you, we have a bunch more banked from our Sen Central days, uh, so closer to 800 there. But still, that doesn't even come close to scratching 2,300, especially calling NHL games a little bit different than uh, cracking jokes and uh, and enjoying some pints with the guys in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So. My God, like, I don't know, like, Marshall, what else he got from this game? I'm just so fired up. I don't even know where to go with this because this was a great win. Oh, wait, someone cue the music. Ross, the boss coming in hot, muted. I got one for you. I got uh, just a little stat for the fellas. On the night where Alexi Lafreniere is a healthy scratch, Tim Stutzla and Jake Sanderson score. I mean, can you draw it up any better than that, fellas? Meow. <laughs> All right, well just a quick one from a uh, longtime fan, first time caller, Ross Levitan there. And yeah, like you're talking about the first overall pick, health bombed. The second overall pick, I don't know, I don't, is he's still in the they minors, right? They just called him up, I think. So I, I, think okay. he, I think he played tonight, but yeah, he had like 15 points in 16 games down in Ontario. So they just gave him a call up a few days ago. Yeah. Not doing uh, what the third overall pick or even fourth overall pick is doing. And uh, yeah, Eric, I'll see your point per game in the AHL, and I will raise you yeah. a point per game in the NHL, sir. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, we, I mean, not to dog on those guys, more just saying how much we love our superstar. And not sure if this is from Eric or Eric's wife. Either way, the Eric family, another donation saying, safe to say, positive Pilsy is back. Definitely positive Pillsy is back. I mean, when the Sens play like this, how, how can I not be positive? They absolutely dominated in the shot totals. I'm getting it here, 45 to 23. In the faceoff dot, 54%. Like uh, we mentioned earlier, only one power play for each team. So they didn't rely on their basic, uh, we got to score on the power play and hope to survive five on five because they didn't score there. And they end up winning up against a, one of the hottest teams in the NHL, and it's a 4-3 overtime win for your Ottawa Senators. So the positivity is is all here. We're loving it up here in Sensland. Yeah, great summary there, Pilsy. That, that's that's a great way. I mean, you just summarized the whole game right there in that nice little neat little package for us. So thank you. That was, yeah, I mean, it's great when they're winning like this. Um, and they're like, they're kind of back in the, you know, back to playing good hockey while like you know it's it's earlier in the season than it, it than we're used to seeing them when they start playing well um so i'm i'm excited to see what what kind of noise they can actually make in the standings cuz there's a few teams there that i think are kind of questionable like in that hunt including washington i would say is probably one especially of with all those injuries yeah 
Yeah, so there, there's some, there's a lot of teams on that outside bubble right now and, and, and kind of in the mix for that wild card spot. So it's going to be a very exciting end of the season, and that's all we wanted, man. And that's all we wanted. Exactly. We just wanted meaningful games and to feel like we're in it. And d- despite the sense still being, I, I believe it's now eight points uh, out of a wild card spot with a bunch of teams, it's it doesn't feel like the season is as dead as it felt uh, in November, that's for sure. And uh Steve G, another generous donation, and uh, Ross left the room. Uh, actually, maybe he's looking for his luggage, but what's the over-under on Ross getting his luggage <laughs> too soon? Maybe it's a good thing he's not here for that. Hit the like button. We appreciate that. But yeah, the, the luggage is an absolute gong show. Uh, for oh, man, Ross I know right so now. many people right now who are like, can't get their bags and stuff. It's, it's insane. There's like thousands of bags, I think, just stuck in places, flights being canceled everywhere. So I, I'm pretty happy to be uh, sitting home tight in the Blue Mountains and uh, yeah. you're at your home base right next to the streets where you've got your ear listening for anything. Uh, speaking of which, Martian, maybe we'll end on this because this is what the people want. Crochet time. Yeah, yes, yes, that is it. You knew I was going there. Yeah. Yeah, like what uh, What are you feeling about Tyler Boucher? Uh, I mean, he's arguably the top player for Team USA right now. It's insane. Yeah, he, he's such an important part of that team. I didn't realize how big of a part of the team he was actually going to be. But I have been the biggest believer since the beginning on this on this pick. And I think other people are now starting to see it and come around on it. So I'm I'm looking pretty smart with <laughs> with my uh, with my scouting my, my previous scouting on on Boucher there. But um, no man, I'm I'm really happy that he's he's contributing so much because like I mean he should have four goals because that first goal that he scored in the first yeah. game should have counted. Um, they took it away from him for a, with an early whistle there, so he could he, he could have four goals right now in three games in the tournament, which would be a, a really nice stat. Um, but still, three and three is nothing to sneeze at. That's for sure. He's scoring goals, um, net front goals. All yeah. of them basically have been him getting great body position in front of the net and boxing other guys out, not allow, not allowing himself to be the guy that gets boxed out. And he's got a stick in the right spot, and he's he's burying goals, and that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, and and Team USA really needs that sort of uh, that sort of con- contributor, right? Because they have a very like skilled and young and not overly big team. So he's kind of like a, a, an interesting element that they inject in, you know, every every few shifts. And he he brings the energy every time. Frank Pilsy, he probably had nine shots on goal today. I'm not even exaggerating. Like he yep. was firing pucks. And you can tell he's starting to feel it. And that's a scary thing for the opposition when he, that kid starts feeling it. Because when he has confidence, I think that's when he's hit at his best. Um, and he's been lacking confidence, I think, over the last couple seasons here. So look out. The the Buchu train is chugging along. <laughs> it's so good to see on an international stage because then all the haters, they, they can't look away. Whereas maybe in the, when he's playing with the 67s, they're not following along. They don't realize. But on this stage, having Boucher do Boucher things, you love to see it. And uh, I, I can't even keep up with the donation shout outs here. So I'll quickly uh, get to these. Justin Bennett. Uh, says any plans for another meetup i want to make the pilgrimage from new jersey that's awesome justin we are planning on going to chris neal's uh jersey retirement game i believe it's february 17th or is it the 14th it's it's sometime in february up against uh, the chicago back blackhawks so stay tuned to the locked on senators podcast and our twitter as we will work on finalizing that then we've got another one from sense fans in van we love positive Pilsy. No more sad Pilsy. I, I, I'm hoping sad boy Pilsy stays away for a while. That'd be good for me and uh, for everyone else here. 
And then Ali Dez making uh, making a donation to comment about how much Eric and Eric's wife and Steve G are donating. Yeah, guys, uh, we can't thank you enough for the support here. And yeah, so like seeing Tyler Boucher not only scoring goals, Martian, but also like his game away from the puck. Like you said, he's playing physical. He's making things hard on other opponents where some of these skilled guys for Team USA that like that's just not a part of their game. So I think it's so important when you're building international teams, you can't just have 16 first line all stars. Because yeah. that doesn't make a good hockey team. And you need guys like Boucher in the mix. And it's showing here. Yeah. And actually, you just brought up a kind of a, a thing that reminded me that, like, you know, he's really toned down his his physical play for this tournament. Um, he's actually yeah. even said, like, you know, I, I really have to be careful because they're going to call me for everything here. Um, so that's a whole other element. And I would say, like, that's his main part of his game is, is his major physicality and just being a, a super heavy guy to play against. And he's not doing any of that right now. So I don't okay, want to hear yeah. I don't want to hear any of this. He's got no skill crap because yeah. he, he clearly does have the skill to play in a best on best tournament and and score some score some goals. <laughs> yeah. So good. So good to see number 13 for USA lighting it up. And I mean, Canada's uh, back on track here as well with a big win tonight. So I mean, hey, like, it doesn't get much better if you're a Canadian Ottawa Senator Tyler Boucher fan uh, like yourself, Williams Martian. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, that, I'm on that USA train now. I know a lot of people have been giving me flack for, like, the betrayal of my own country. But, I mean, as, I, long I, as, it, as long as your allegiance doesn't change, if it's USA versus Canada, I mean, in the finals, that's a win-win win for me. Canada, right? I, yeah, that's a win-win for me if that ends up happening. I, I, I won't be upset either way, like. I think I said it before, like if he ends up potting the game winner against Canada, you don't think I'm going to be up? You think I'm going to be mad? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, the the Martian tweets will be going off for sure. Yeah, oh, they're already going off. I'm like dunking on people already. It's a little bit too early still, probably. And then this <laughs> tournament is unpredictable. <laughs> but I, I like where he's at right now. I'm, I'm still happy. And I think, yeah, I, like I said, like just generally people not being as hard on him as, you know, that 10th yeah. overall pick. Like it's. He's doing all right. Yeah, and I feel like the Tyler Boucher conversation, it's a tug of war, right? Like the other side gets to pull it a little bit when he's in a bit of a slump or they just use the 10th overall narrative as their only argument. And now you're pulling back. We're all pulling on the same uh, side of the rope with you, Martian, to, uh, yeah. to, re to really show that we believe in Tyler Boucher. We're happy he's an Ottawa Senators player, regardless of where he's picked. Uh, in a couple of years from now, when he's dominating in the NHL, playing a good physical game, scoring goals, I'm not going to care where he was picked when this yeah. team. Like, like just like Brady Kachuk, uh, I, I know we're really going off here, but just like Brady, like that's a guy you want in your team for the playoffs. And I think that you can't really understate guys like him. Yeah, no, for sure. He, he yeah, he's got that that style of, of play for sure. That that. Um, playoff style hockey teams are gonna hate playing up against him seven in the seven game series so oh yeah i mean like he's already got like a bit of a reputation i feel like even maybe even at the nhl level like when he eventually does get called up people are gonna kind of know who he is because all the suspensions and like breaking glass and like all the little things that he's done to make himself go viral um yeah they're gonna hate him <laughs> and we're gonna love him <laughs> and we're gonna love him yeah like just picture a day where you're going to have Brady, Tyler Boucher, and Ridley Gregg in playoff series. Like, teams are going to have their absolute hands full. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, 
The Ottawa Senators get a 4-3 overtime win. The Sens prospects are absolutely lighting it up and making us look good. So everything's good in Sens land. So with that, Positive Pills is going to wrap things up here. Stay positive. Let's hear some more Go Sens Go in the chat. And thank you so much, everyone, for the very kind, generous donations. We really appreciate that. Yes, thank you very much. And this has been another great addition of the postcast presented by the Glebe Central Pub for myself, for our guy, Laleem's Martian. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been another edition of the Locked On Senators postcast presented by Glebe Central Pub. Thank you. A 4-3 overtime win for your Ottawa Senators. Let's go. Go Sens, go.